Let's Podcast. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovius inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management, document management, or Super Bowl square sheet printing. Is that what you did on Sunday, Joe, with the Kyocera? I do not do squares anymore. Okay. But um, yeah. Anyway, they save yourself some money. It's copiers-plus.com. You didn't save any money. Uh, no, 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 no. But I knew. You I, knew? I knew what was going to happen. Are you okay? I'm fine. No, you're not. I'm fine. No, you're not. No, I'm I, I'm madder. I'm actually madder at the Ravens right now. I'm madder at the Bills right now <laughs> than I am at any. The, the Niners poured that thing out last yeah. night. Yeah. And I, I feel bad. I actually genuinely feel bad for them. I, I believe there have been two overtime games in the history of the Super Bowl, and now Kyle Shanahan has been on the wrong end of both. Mm-hmm. And as he explained to Peter King last week, one was to Tom Brady, and I got news for you. All you, all of you massholes who think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, it's a wrap. Because Mahomes is more talented than he is. Yeah. And while he may never get to seven, He's a better quarterback than Tom Brady ever was. Yeah, that seems to be it's it's interesting. I had jotted down like my initial thoughts with the with the Super Bowl and, and everything ending. I wanted it fresh. And the, and the first thing that I thought of when the game ended was, you know, the Chiefs never would have gone to overtime if they had Tyreek Hill. Only, <laughs> only. That was my first thought. Like, man, just can, you, needed, can you imagine? I mean, I know they won two Super Bowls without him, but can you imagine how just, easier it would have been? Like, gosh, why would you why would you have to do this to yourself? <laughs> My second thought was, and you actually just referenced it. Now you can, if you ever get a chance to see Kyle Shanahan next year, when he's in another Super Bowl, you can ask him, "Hey, which overtime now loss which was worse? <laughs> which one hurt you the most?" Now was one right more. So that was that was my Poor second bastard. thought because they they did just about everything other than a fumbled punt, right? And then my third thought was, did Kyle Shanahan know the overtime rules? He and did. You, so you you buy the argument that he wanted to have the ball first so that they could go to a third possession. That, as he said, the analytics, as they've looked at it, you want to get to the third po- possession potentially because that's when you can wrap the game with the new overtime rules. Also, again, I, I just I look at it and I go, you score that touchdown right off the bat. You, you just put yourself in in the right spot again. All of the things they did, all of the things to win the football game, other than fumble a punt and and, and you and a missed field goal or a missed miss yeah, point. They gave away eight points. You can't give away eight points in the yeah. Super Bowl against a team like that. And and I want to get to Mahomes a little bit because I I do think he's the story of the night. Okay, okay. And it's interesting because I've been thinking about it. Like, how did I get this so wrong <laughs> about Hill's value? Sure, right. So they win a Super Bowl 54. Obviously, they not fully formed Voltron, but you had Hill, you had um, Kelsey. They beat the, the 49ers in a game. They come back in the second half. The next year, they go to the Super Bowl. They lose to Tom Brady. There were a lot of injuries that they had. That, mm-hmm. that season, that season, Patrick Mahomes averaged 316 passing yards per game. Like, they were just dead straight fire, a war machine on offense. Okay. What the NFL did, even after 19, after his first championship, what they did to Patrick Mahomes was they said, and now all of the football that you watch now is all is pretty much homogenized. 
And it comes from Patrick Mahomes. And it comes from the sense that we're going to play two guys over the top on defense. Mm -hmm. Most teams in general do this when they're not blitzing. You got two guys over the top. You're helping on Hill. You're helping on Kelsey, right? Because you have to. There's just no way to cover those guys one-on-one. Again, 316 yards per game. Interesting. In that Super Bowl that he lost, I, I remember him running a lot, but he only ran for 33 yards in that game. Now, fast forward to this year. His passing yardage went down 50 yards per game. Mm -hmm. He only averaged 260 passing yards per game this year. That's a significant drop off. Okay. And in the game yesterday, what I thought was most interesting when the money was on the line on those third down and fourth down must converts, he turned himself into a runner. Mm -hmm. He ran for 66 yards yesterday. So look at that difference. The NFL said to him and said to Andy Reid, all right, we're putting two guys over the top. We're not going to let you, we're not going to let you beat us deep. Mm -hmm. And they said, you have to take all of this stuff underneath and look at all of the nickel. He has become the nickel and dime to quote Jules from Pulp Fiction foot fucking master. <laughs> he is the most patient guy on the planet right That's now. That's it. And That's we, it. And Romo even pointed it out on the, the final drive where mm. he said he wanted to take a shot there but he knew in his head in real time, there was a chance it could be intercepted. So instead dumps it down to one of the generic white guys they've got running around. That's not named Kelsey. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the collection of jabronis that he's throwing the football to, it was probably it a good just, thing. It's, it's, it breaks my brain. It was probably a good thing that Kadarius Tony was not available in this game because <laughs> he might've heard him in the grand scheme yeah. of things. I yes. mean, if you, if you think about it, but I'm glad you brought up the word that I think is the part about Mahomes that we undersell. Patience uh, and the brain patience. No, but you know? patience is patience is key on a couple of different levels because the reason why I jotted down the overtime stuff and why I think the overtime stuff is important to this conversation and, and how we talk about Patrick Mahomes Shanahan is wise enough to understand down 13, 10, they need the touchdown. Yes. So they go for it on fourth and what three fourth early three. in the fourth and they get the touchdown out of that because they knew a field yeah. goal ain't going to get this done against that guy. All right. Which is why I thought the overtime was interesting in that philosophy in that you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes more opportunities. So put him out there. First thing, first, even Patrick Mahomes after the fact said, yeah, man, if we had won the toss, we are absolutely deferring. As he said, and I quote, we changed the overtime rules. Right. We know what the deal is and they know what they need to do. So I thought the decision to take the ball elect to receive was interesting to me because you then set it up for what Patrick Mahomes needs to do. Like you said, you score a touchdown. Well, Patrick Mahomes still knows what he needs to do. Well, I got to go score a touchdown the minute plus the defense. Cause this was a slog of a game. Yeah. Uh, absolute slog of a game. It's I'm the not, best. The Niners defense has played in, in two or three years. Agreed. Yeah. But the chiefs defense has also been really good. And the Chiefs defense has been the difference maker that got them through that weird slog during the holidays and ultimately the thing that helped steady them when they went on this trip. So you're like, I'm mad at the Ravens. I'm mad at the yeah. Bills. Well, the reason why you're mad at those two teams is because Spagnolo has done an amazing job of keeping the Chiefs in these games defensively. So when they had to kick the field goal, I knew right then and there was a wrap because you gave Patrick Mahomes all the time in the world to be patient. Because remember, in the overtime rules, like clock is ticking, right? Right. It doesn't matter. He had all the time. Sure. I mean, if the clock goes zero, zero while they still have the ball, it's essentially yeah. the end of a quarter. So I thought that was an intriguing thing because it gets back to that keyword about 
Patrick Mahomes. Patience, man. He's going to find a way to get you. And you saw that in how he, as you said, nickel and dime, but also more importantly, and, new one to run. And totally different from the Ravens game. Oh, yeah. Kelsey, you could tell that Steve Wilkes, the 49ers defense, prioritized not putting Kelsey in man coverage and taking him out of this game. I thought he was a non-factor in this game, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of throws by Purdy that he missed that I think he would like back uh, on score on potential touchdown drives for the mm-hmm. 49ers that turned into three points. But those are like next level throws that would have need to have been made. Uh, I, I think we could probably, st- I mean, he was, he was fine. He was fine. He gave his team a chance to win yeah. the football game. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm not sitting here going, he's the reason they lost, but there were a couple of throws. There was one to you can, uh, in particular that I thought, mm, got to hit that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course the fumble on the punt uh, or the ball hitting one of the up backs blocking. And then, you know, Ray Ram Cloud trying to go get that ball and can't get it. I yeah. mean, that, that's a gift. You can't give that team a gift. Um, but ultimately, I felt bad for Christian McCaffrey. You know, he was at a, uh, he did the siren one of the years at um, the Hurricanes game. Yeah. At the risk of Joe tells a newspaper story. <laughs> I love your newspaper <laughs> early stories. Early on a Monday. I love your newspaper you stories. You know, I, I, there's a lot to actually being on an NFL field and seeing these guys and then like going into a locker room and seeing these guys. I remember uh, Tory Holt and Dre Bly's fre- uh, rookie year with the Rams. Mm-hmm. I was in the Rams locker room and I was looking at uh, Todd Light. I don't know if you remember Todd Light. He was a star yeah. at Notre Dame. He played in the NFL a long time. Joe, the guy just looked like a different human. Like he, I'm, I'm sitting here. I mean, this was, this was, oh, oh, I'm 25. I'm 26 years old. And I'm looking at this guy going, you're, you're, you're not the same person as me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you look last night and you're looking at these guys, McCaffrey, when he comes to the, to the Canes game, I'm looking at him. I'm going that this guy is just ripped to absolutely shred. He's engineered. His dad was an NFL receiver. Uh, the mom, I believe was a triathlete, you know, like all, all of these things that factor into what makes you, you, I'm looking at him and he's so put together. And here I am thinking to myself, I, I thought he, I thought he got hit a couple of different times in the first half of that game and affected him. And I thought he finally had a little zip on the fastball in that last drive on the first drive of overtime and then the holding penalty kind of derails them. Yeah. Um, but I just looking at McCaffrey and I'm going, I felt bad for him. His whole life has been for this, his whole life. His dad was in the NFL. His dad won the Super Bowl. He's been genetically engineered to be this. And I felt like his body was betraying him in this football game. I, I thought there were times where they needed a little bit more from him and then, then they would get it. And then you'd be like, yeah, oh, well, he just got his bell just, you know, hit into 25 different ways. Yeah. I thought he took two hits in the first half in particular where it really kind of knocked, knocked him down a peg. I didn't understand Shanahan's obsession with Debo Samuel either. Um, there were a lot of calls to Debo. He was obviously not healthy. No, he wasn't. Uh, was, he wasn't at hundred percent. It was driving me bonkers. I don't know what was going on with Kittle. Um, the, you know, uh, the shoulder injury, I think they reported he got shot up there right before the end of, um, regulation, but obviously the holding call was his backup mm-hmm. and that, you know, little things like that. But, you know, you, you say in terms of strategy, ultimately what it comes down to the, the 49ers had a possession in the red zone to win the football game. Couldn't score. Yep. The not the chiefs have a possession in the red zone and they find a way McColl freaking Hardman. And it's always the same, you know, it's easy for me to say and scream in real time, watch the bullshit motion because mm-hmm. he's going to come across and he's going to go back mm-hmm. and that's where the ball's going. But it's easier said than done after you've been chasing them around the whole, 
day, like, oh, oh, now I got to, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's interesting, you know, chasing him around the whole day, because I guess that's probably the argument. Like, if, if Kyle Shanahan had come out and said, look, man, we've been chasing Patrick Mahomes this entire second half, and the fourth quarter has been something, and our defense is gassed, and we got to give them something with the overtime to give them a little bit of a rest. Okay, if, that, if that's your explanation, then I might be able to understand that. But I'm still a little. And the other thing that doesn't make any sense for me on the overtime, I, I guess that I don't think they lost the football game because they served first. But I'm imagine. okay. But here's the reason why I think this matters. And I'll double down on this because and I, I failed to mention the fact that the, I don't think all the 49ers understood what the overtime rules were. That's fine. But I don't think that's hey, fine. I, I, but I, I, I also got news for you the yeah. way that Andy Reid was playing the end of that thing. I'm not sure he understood what was going on with the clock either. Maybe because they, they were one shitty snap away from, you know, him having to fall on the ball and the game is over. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. I, look, all I know is, you know, maybe, maybe I got too caught up in reading how the Chiefs have positioned themselves as the, the underdog. And, you know, like you said last week, let's not act like October, November, December didn't happen for the Kansas City Chiefs. But the thing that got them fired up for this game, obviously, on Sunday was the fact that, like, we know how to do this. They don't. And I guess that's where you get that. I don't want to call it like Kyle Shanahan can get a little too caught up in the like, oh, my God, this happened to me once before. OK, it happened again. How do I prevent this from happening? And sometimes you get seized up. You get locked up. You overthink a little yeah. little paralysis analysis. Right. Whereas the Chiefs are like, oh, you gave us the window. All right. We're going to make this thing happen and they're going to find a way. But you know what? Congratulations to you, though. We now know that you are better than Drake at something. Why? Oh, I'm better at cursing people. Yes. Yes. Because let's not for Drake before the game came out. Noted rap enthusiast Drake had put a bunch of Bitcoin on the Chiefs. He's like, I'm riding for Taylor Swift. I'm riding for her, the boyfriend. I'm putting a bunch of Bitcoin down for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I thought to myself, oh, we're going to find out whose curse is stronger. <laughs> you I am the king of the you are Drake. <laughs> so there's all sorts of there's all sorts of examples where once Drake gets with something, when he starts front runnering with something, things tend to go badly for you, going all the way back to when he was taking layup line with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes way back. And you know, the heat lose when Drake decides, nah, I want to try to be down with you. Like there's all sorts of examples. I think there's some UFC fights as well that come into play. The other thing that I thought about too, because you mentioned the goat and it just came to me. We can no longer talk about the Madden curse in any way, shape, or form. I know people have been pointing out that the Madden curse is not as strong as it used to be. But remember, in 2022, they put out the MVP edition of Madden. And it had both Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes on the cover. They played in the Super Bowl that year? or It was the baby goat edition, essentially. Oh. So I'm pulling up on YouTube if you're watching. But the MVP edition had Brady in his uh, Bucks uniform, Mahomes in, with the Chiefs, obviously. And the whole, the whole point was that you've got the goat and then here's the next guy, right? So we've been kind of setting this up. And I think that's why I'm more impressed with Patrick Mahomes than anything else in the same way that we're sitting here, you know, debating LeBron James, like LeBron James was what was promised from the jump. Here's this guy that was hyped like no other. And he actually followed through to be one of the greatest to ever do it in the NBA. Patrick Mahomes was positioned early as this next guy to do it. Now he's won three Super Bowls in five years. He's 28 years old. The Chiefs made the right decisions defensively to lock things down to get here. Now they know what they need to address in this offseason. Like Andy Reid's coming back, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. We might might find this in another situation where he's going for four. I don't know. 
but it's it's really impressive with Patrick Mahomes. If I were as smart as Malcolm Gladwell or Chuck Klosterman mm-hmm. or any of the other people who can actually write, <laughs> I would I would love to see a book about Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Two dads making next generation difference makers. Curry mm-hmm. has changed the NBA. His dad, Dell, longtime NBA player. Patrick Mahomes, his dad, professional athlete, major league pitcher. Obviously, the arm talent is off the charts, right? But it's not just the genetics. Because otherwise, wouldn't like Michael Jordan's kid, and now we're going to see LeBron James's kid try to push through this thing. It's yeah. like yeah, Jordan's kid's going through something else online right now that is another sure, conversation. But he played college basketball. Yeah, played college like, you ball, know, right? like, but I think there's something to having your dad be a professional athlete, but not the professional athlete. Mm-hmm. There might be something to it. I'll uh, I'll tweet at Closterman, see what he has to say. Housekeeping. Big thanks to Enovana for sponsoring housekeeping. Check them out online, enovana.com, E-N-O-V-A-N-A.com. Valentine's Day is Wednesday. You know what's better than flowers? A clean house. You know what's better than chocolates? A clean house. A clean bathroom for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you can you, do, you don't want to get in there. You can gift a one-time cleaning or you can set things up for recurring cleaning. That's what I've got going on at my house. You can do the same. Again, enovana.com. E-N-O-V-A-N-A.com. Uh, want to thank Breaking Tea. We've got the new t-shirt that went live this morning. We are a month away. We're a month away from the ACC tournament. So it's finally time to unveil the dead conference t-shirt. There it is in all its glory. The old circle logo. We're highlighting North Carolina. Now I understand that the Virginia and the South Carolina are almost a little bit faded out. This is all open to your art interpretation, Joe. You can just look at that as that we are zooming and enhancing on the things that matter for us in our little conference map, which is North Carolina, right? North Carolina is highlighted with the little dots representing the big four. Or (laughs) this is on some back to the future where the conference is fading. And those are the last ones that are about to evaporate from the picture. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And there's definitely no Florida in there. I like that. No Florida. I, I am, you know, I'm a little bit of a stickler. Yeah, I'm a little bit upset. There's no Maryland in there, but I get it. No, man, I get it. Maryland's been gone for a long time. Man. I, I mean, they've already dissolved. They, they dissolved <laughs> out of the picture, man. They're gone. Maybe we should have just had like the outline of Maryland. <laughs> maybe just completely. Maybe that's a. Uh, <laughs> back at eight fifty, the buzz. We had an old Carolina Hurricanes team promotional photo, mm-hmm. right? Like the one where they're all lined up. Looks like a school photo. He's yeah, our yeah. eighth grade pick, right? So I want to say it was from the O2 Stanley Cup run and we had it up on the wall somewhere and we just started Xing things out. Like as every guy got traded or, you know, released, not whatever, not here anymore. (laughs) X'd out, not here anymore. X'd out. Maybe that's our, maybe that's another t-shirt where we have the entire map and we just start Xing things out. Pretty soon we're going to have the entirety of the United States. I love that. We just didn't include Florida. That's my, that's actually like my favorite part. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I'm sure Florida State fans will use this as another example why they need to get out of the ACC. Yes. See, we're not even included in their podcast t-shirt. That's why we have to leave. Anyway, head on over to breakingt.com slash OG. You can buy our t-shirts there. You can use the link in our summary for the podcast or YouTube. Uh, and if you follow that link and you want to buy some KC merch, you know, they got Taylor Swift stuff. Maybe I maybe I need to buy you a Travis Kelsey do, Taylor do Swift not. shirt. Do not. No? Do not. You can burn it. 
No, no, don't burn money. Let it burn like Ursher, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a little bit. Anyway, go check that out. BreakingT.com slash OG. Also, big thanks to State Farm, Matt Davis over at State Farm for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. You can check him out, insuregarner.com, voginsurance.com, or call him directly at 919-779-8277. Got an email last week from Chris saying that he moved things over to Matt Davis with State Farm and is saving thousands. You'd love Amazing. to see that. Yeah, all you got to do is pick up the phone, 919-779-8277. Um, I got a text from Matt last week. Hey, uh, Matt's a season ticket holder over at Duke. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, do you, do you want to go to the game on Monday and see your, your Deeks? Deeks? And I was like, yes, I do. Are you going to be there tonight? I will be. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there tonight too. I I even got a text from Forbes over the weekend. uh, Did you get the same message I got? uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) It was a visual. I enjoy that. He keeps tabs on on certain things. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. And uh, you better go to the breeze through on your way out to Durham because you're going to need it. Seven o'clock. You're kind of sleepy from the Super Bowl. Seven's okay. You sure? Seven's okay. Okay. Although, man, I fought through the Canes game. The Hartford Wailer tonight yeah. on Saturday mm-hmm. didn't help that I, I mean it was an intense game. It was the it Canes was. actually won. Uh, are we going to talk about the Canes or should I just I mean, knock we, it out right here? We can talk about the Canes real quick. Peter Kochekov just lost his uh, stick again. <laughs> well, it was funny because I, I guess I, my brain forgets things, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Re- it's been a minute since I've been in the actual locker room while the players are in the locker room. Okay. Normally when I go in there, you know, you see the goalie changing, they're usually doing their Kaiser chops or yeah. whatever the hell their post game workout is. But I, when I walked in, there was Aho stall and Jarvis, my, our three people who actually know who I am and maybe kind of sort of either tolerate or appreciate my nonsense. Or, yeah, both. Uh, maybe both. <laughs> so I, I said to stall, I go, Oh, thank you for winning. And he was like, what do you mean? I go, this is like the 10th game I've covered. This is the first time I've seen you guys. He goes, so you're the problem. And I was like, yeah, no. He's like, well, let's just stop coming to the games. I'm like, no. And then Aho was like, I don't believe in that shit. And I was like, okay, good. So then uh, while Aho did score, so he did his media thing. But then I was like, okay. Listen, I, I need to beat you at something. What do you think I could beat you at? I was at the Dick Sporting Goods last week. I was taking pictures of little like, you know, outdoor games that we could play. And I showed him the bocce. He's like, yeah, I've played that before. We don't, we don't call it bocce in Finland. though. No. I was like, okay. okay. And then the other one was darts. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like kind of looking at me. And I'm like, I really need to get out of the hand-eye coordination games, don't I? He's like, you're going to lose. He's like, yes, you're going to lose. I was like, okay, how about basketball? And he was like, yeah, I'm not. He's like, I'll still beat you. He's like, I don't really play basketball. I go, no, no, I'll get like a, you want to go pop a shot? shot? Yeah. I'll get like a, a mini hoop or something. Uh, maybe if we got a little time, we can head over to boxcar and we can break out the pop a shot. And then there's ski ball after that. Although yeah. he'll crush oh, you in ski ball. In ski he'll ball. kill you in ski but ball. It was funny because he goes, <laughs> he goes, don't you already owe me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, I'm down two units to you. I said, uh-huh. I'm going to press. And he's like, okay, I have a feeling you're never going to pay me. I was like, no, it's it's an ongoing thing. We still haven't shown the the Dutch shuffleboard. No, yet, I need we? to I need to send that to Ethan so we can get that thing turned around. I've just I first I that's on me. I've been I've flaked on that, so, so I gotta I, send that video. I Ethan. was excited though of the one piece of news though, like Jarvis got popped pretty good against the boards by the, the gigantic Jersey defenseman Dahl. Mm-hmm. 
he was like, I feel like I just played a playoff game. Like <laughs> it was super intense. Like he, he was like, he was looking at the score sheet and the number of minutes that he played. He's like, yeah. that felt like a playoff game. And I was like, Oh, I really wish I had my oh. video running right now. So that yeah, I could, I could send that to Alec and just him and Adam and just let him succeed. One nothing. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of block shots in that game. The, there was definite, I don't know about you. I felt in the first period of that game, it was definite. Uh, the Zamboni drivers in goal protocols, like they were scrambling around the net. They were making sure mm-hmm. uh, to give Piotr Kachekov after the miserable uh, performance that he had on Thursday or five seconds, I guess I shouldn't even say it was performance. No, it was, it was, just, it was a moment. It was a, it was a brain fart of a moment. I thought they, I, I thought he made a couple of saves early in that game that really got him back on track. So it's, it's so weird to me for a team that loves analytics and loves the numbers, the way that they do that. They're just kind of, they're, they're vibe checks on, on the goal thing. It's just a vibe. Well, they have no choice. That's the thing. They have no choice. Ronta's out for like two weeks. No, I know that's the new, the new thing. And then you got Freddie Anderson. You don't know what Freddie Anderson's status is. And then I guess they're trying to see if Freddie can come back. And I think they're trying to see I suspect I, I, Look, uh, Kachekov probably did as uh, Kurt Dursterberg pointed out, and maybe it was Corey Lavalette after the game. He's like, that was probably uh, Peter's best game for you. Well, I mean, and Rob was like, yeah, it's certainly up there. Like, he was awesome. Like, he was really, he really was, good. He was great. I mean, despite the fact that he needs a lanyard for his stick so he doesn't constantly lose it, or like the kids that need the leash, you know, like you're out in the store, you saw the, you, know, you go to like Disney World, you see the kid with the leash on, right? Like, he might need that for the stick. Well, you shaking your head. You've seen that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know, about. but don't do that to people yeah i agree yeah don't don't do that to your kid but you might need to do that to your stick because at one point when he lost the stick and of course the <laughs> like fans, a man purse thing yeah yes yes <laughs> like a little when latch. i was because i was sitting in uh shout out to chris who uh, gifted us tickets to the game on saturday one of jacob's teammates and we were in section 110 when Ooh. he lost that right uh, and you know the one of the I forgot who the devil was just shoved the stick out of the way and the fans were incensed like what yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like no nah, man that's just gamesmanship you keep losing the stick like sorry that's just how it works but he made an incredible save without mm-hmm. the stick in that sequence and that's when you knew we were locked in and to your point about that game that was kind of funny as much as it was a, a zero zero slog throughout when I looked up I'm like wait a minute each team has thought shot thirty eight damn times in this I game. Know. And like it was that, it was just kind of a sneaky high shooting performance without the goals. The Canes rarely get outshot. Yeah, it's, I think it's three times in thirteen games. Yeah, 12, two of those are to New Jersey. Yeah, just kind of. And then I'm looking down there, and Lindy Ruff's still over there. And I'm I just know. Like, I was just like, man, time is a flat circle. Kind of like in hockey. <laughs> in hockey, more than anything else, it Holla's is. out there, and because yeah. I heard the booze early, and I'm like, what are we yeah. doing again? Man, it's Holla. Oh Jesus, that guy with, want, the, with the brace, the friendship. I wonder if we had the fresh, the friendship bracelet <laughs> on that day. I don't know. We shall see. Speaking of friendship bracelets, the suite that Taylor Swift was in in the Super Bowl had all sorts of characters in it. Ice Spice kind of won the night. She had a Super Bowl commercial and she was sitting next to Taylor Swift. Blake Lively in the house, her bestie. She was there. That was a good thing. Who was the brunette on the other side of her? I couldn't identify her. <sighs> I without it in front of me, I couldn't tell. Her also looked like to be like a famous person's kid. 
Yeah. There was like a guy who like looked like somebody like, is that like Arnold Schwarzenegger's son? Like I'm looking at the guy, Bruce Willis, one of Bruce Willis's kids running around somewhere. I'm like, that person looks so familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Then like Jay-Z was up there because obviously Rock Nation's in charge of the halftime show. Beyonce announces were like a sneak, like it was kind of like a soft launch of act two, which looks like to be like a country album. So I felt kind of bad for Usher going into the Super Bowl. Let's let's think about this. You called this like from the second that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey started to become a thing. Yeah. It's like, I felt bad for this guy because he's a great performer with great songs. And all anybody wants to talk about is Taylor Swift and her tour and the Taylor's versions. And then Beyonce's launching a new album for heaven's sake. She's got two new singles on Apple music. Like, no, it's supposed to be Usher's day. Usher's supposed to be topping the charts. Everybody wants to revisit his bangers. And no, it's Beyonce with the number one and the number two songs on Apple Music. But it didn't matter because ultimately, all the distractions, all the competition, you got to elevate your game. And I thought that's what Usher did in the halftime show. Dude elevated his game. I knew he was on one when there was no stage and he's doing all the dance moves on the grass. I thought that was impressive. And then when he broke out the roller skates, (laughs) dude's Uh, on roller skates. Come on now. Signs you may or may not have a gambling problem. Uh Uh, The highlight of my night was the text I got in the G4. A friend of mine just won a prop when Usher showed nipple. And I was like, (laughs) we've come to this, haven't we? It's come to this. And then at that moment, I was very jealous that I didn't think... Yeah, absolutely. Usher is going to rip his shirt off and yeah. try to fake Michael Jackson that thing since he, you know, that's who he ultimately wanted to be. So when you do the gambling on the halftime show, what gets I, counted for? Yeah, I didn't like first song. Like for instance, they did. He didn't. The first song was caught up, which I thought was a bold choice to start with. Yeah, I didn't. I like how he opened up. I like caught up. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great song. But he also did the intro to, so what counts? The intro to My Way or Caught Up, which is the actual song he sang. So how do you, how do you operate that? I would just tell you that a few years ago when Coldplay came out and the guy was like, it's all yellow and then went yeah. into a different song. Yeah. That broke. I have not put it on the card since then. Yeah. So if you go back to, that was Super Bowl 50 yeah. in San Francisco uh, for the Carolina yeah, Panthers. Uh, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the game. Unfortunately, we came back that Saturday, but yeah, it was an intro acapella version of yellow into Viva La Vida. So what counts? I mean, these are all offshore props anyway. Yeah. So that's, it's just too gray of an area. That's why I have completely changed my Super Bowl props. Uh, Shout out to the BIG, by the way, like for the fourth year in a row, one of like the class of 23 won the, Julio prop pool. Nice. Last night. Nice. Good for them. Seven for seven. And the four people went seven for seven. Okay. First time ever. I, I even added questions this year uh, to try to avoid such a scenario. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know that the, the comp, you know, I saw this on social media, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, what is this rank on, you know, all time halftime shows. I was like, eh, you get caught up in the moment. It was entertaining. To say the least, you're reminded that Usher has a lot of great collabs. Oh, I was going to say, once the All-Stars started to come out with him, I have no problem with Usher as, a, as an artist, for sure. But then, like, when Little John and I was like, oh, okay, here it comes. This is what I wanted. Yes. I would have opened with... Now, if we're really going to retcon all of this, he should have been the halftime performer in Atlanta. Yes, he should have. And then, they, then there would be no doubt it would be 
piece up a town down of course in, as of the course. opener like no doubt yes um but i can see uh, we were talking about it like i was like man this should have been the first song mm-hmm. and then it's like well no you that's how you up. close that's like how you, you close it you know, at a concert you know they don't come out and but you know he doesn't play achy breaky heart first <laughs> although i think he used to play it three well, different I mean, times it kind of it kind of depends yeah, there's that right like you guys want to hear that one again all right let's do it play the hits. I, I think it i think it kinda, i think it kind of depends right I've, I've been to enough shows if, if you've got a deep enough catalog as an artist you can Which Usher absolutely does you can start out hot right yeah like for instance did the, he play oh my god yeah, he did. He okay. went, he went, I, I, he, I thought that, he potentially could have opened with that one too. So what I didn't realize until this morning or was he, I'm like, who's the dude in the this. mask? Watch this. That, uh, that happened with Confessions Part Two in the middle. Of the I set. know, but I'm saying I could that have been seen funny. him come out, pull a cold play, yeah. start with, watch this, and then play, oh my God, or yeah. What I didn't realize was like, I guess like the guy in the mask was Will I Am from Black Eyed Peas. Oh, I'm like who's the dude in the Daft Punk mask, man? We doing Tron? Another Tron thing here, so I, I'm assuming that was Will I Am in that in that getup when Oh My Oh My God started right, and they did turn oh, down for what Will John came out too. Out like too. that was good, my boo. But again, you have enough if you have enough of a catalog, you can go out there and hit them with like that high note, and then calm them down, and then bring it back up. Like for instance, like I went to the Rage the Rage Against the Machine show at PNC Arena, they, they started with Bomb Track. Like how else are you gonna how is he gonna start a raid show than other than bomb track? Even though there's all sorts of other things sure. that they can play, yeah, you're gonna start with that one and people just lost their minds. I could see that with this show. I could see your point on this, but you had to close that one. Yeah. I, I thought he pulled a obvious bowling class on us. Ah started, he, sandbagged. he started slow and then he closed with the hammer. And I was like, okay, I'm going home happy. Can can we talk a little bit? Speaking of potential issues that I may or may not have, mm-hmm. I spent the morning watching old Reba McIntyre national anthems. Okay. And she has a very different cadence than, than most singers. Mm-hmm. And she usually stretches out the word home and not the word brave. So that's why I put brave on the, the card, the, the Jillio prop bet card. Sure. She, she said brave like five different times. She also screwed up like the second line of the anthem. And I also think it was recorded and I'm sitting here going, okay, I have no problem if you want to record it and play it and all these other yeah, things. The, the, yeah. I, the, I, the I, the this track, is not me right. being like, whatever, but if you're rec- like how many different times we record every day, mm-hmm. how many different times have you been like, Nope, don't like that. We're yeah. going to do that segment again. About once a week. It's the effing Super Bowl, Reba. Mm-hmm. Like if you're recording it, Record it clean. <laughs> like, don't mess up the lyrics and then don't add like eight extra braids. Like, Usher. What was, are we doing? Usher was clearly singing live, but he did have backing vocal. Sure. Like, he had he had a backing track sure. to help him out as he was, he was dancing all things. over the damn place, man. Dude I mean, was, he was sweating yeah, he within was, the first 30 seconds of he, the show. He, he was, was out there. He's putting it out there, man. He, he had a Patrick Ewing, Gary Williams level sweat going early <laughs> in that performance. That flop set was and serious. I, I was like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> My initial thought was cocaine is a hell of a drug. But nah, I was like, buddy, nah, nah, what are we doing nah, here? Nah. Careful. 
Yeah, I know it's Vegas. I was uh, so I was at a friend's, so I didn't quite pay attention to the national anthem because nobody had any money on the national mm. anthem. Because I know I've been See, you're doing it wrong. I've been to your house for these <laughs> things, and I know when the national anthem happens, you are shushing everybody. <laughs> everybody. Not because you want to respect the troops. No, no, no. you got to respect the line. <laughs> exactly. You're like we got to start the timer. I don't need any mess ups. I need a clean look at this thing. I do. Yes. So I've I've seen both ends of it. So I wasn't paying enough attention yeah. to Reba's. <laughs> I saw Post Malone and I went, oh, it's Post Malone. Cool. And then I went back to having uh, the sausage dip from Longleaf Swine. So did I. Buddy. That was so good. Buddy. Ridiculous. There was like a, almost like a maple pecan type something and, going on there too. And then the, did you get the French onion dip? Yep. French, that, I need that slathered on a burger. Because it was On the thick. smash. It was thick. Yeah. So I need that on the smash burger. Did the same thing, man. Look at that. Great minds. I didn't see you there. I got there right e- at four o'clock. Ethan. Oh, I see. Listener, Ethan Hyman. Listener? Hey, he went there and he said, I only knew about this because of the OG. And there you go. See, that's all you got to do. He's a P1. Got to take care of us. Ethan is a P1. Support the people who support sure. us. All right. There is a pattern here since Jay-Z has taken over the Super Bowl halftime shows. Rock Nation is a mm-hmm. key part of this, right? I think we all agreed that it had to change when we got to the Maroon 5 Atlanta Super Bowl. Like, it's in Atlanta, like you mentioned. Right. It's in Atlanta, and you don't have, like, Atlanta artists? I mean, yes, Big Boy came out. Cool. Whatever. But it was Maroon 5. Come on now. <laughs> it was bad. That was a bad call. So, Rock Nation takes over in 2020, and it, they give us the Shakira-Jennifer Lopez Super Bowl that featured my guy, Bad Bunny. And that was in Miami. And that was in Miami. Yeah, it was see, a hell of a show. I, I'm big on if it's in a location and there's an artist from there that's famous for that area, mm-hmm. they should be playing that Super Bowl. Like that's a that should be a real thing. Yeah. So, but the thing like is, LA. But the with thing all, is, with Dre and Snoop in LA, cool. Love that. Now, to be clear, Jennifer Lopez, not Miami, but Hispanic. Therefore, you got the vibes. I mean, potato, potato. <laughs> Just say, you know, all Hispanics, all, they're all from Miami, right? Yeah. Shakira. Yeah. She's totally from Miami. Uh, no, she's not. Uh, anyway. But, uh, and Gloria Estefan. Uh, did she come out in that one? Yeah. For that one, she came out. Or they played a Gloria song if, if she didn't come out. I don't remember. Uh, I have to go back and look. I don't remember her coming out. So. But anyway, like they're in New Orleans next year. And then they had the weekend the following year. And then you had the LA Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg. And of course you had Rihanna after that. And then he had Usher. Weekend was in Tampa, the, the pandemic year when yeah. no one was there. Yeah, that was the pandemic so season. That worked out. And it worked out because it was essentially an art piece. I was going to say, he basically did the WWE, like WrestleMania mm-hmm. film, filmatic. Uh, I mean, I didn't c- mind cinematic it. Match. I, I honestly didn't mind it. No. So here's the thing though. I think I thought he was a stretch in terms of his catalog, but again, he was performative. Yes. There were enough time. There were enough songs where you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know him. But here's the thing. These Super Bowl acts are now nostalgia acts. Yeah. We have hit the point. You and I, our age range, mid forties to fifties. We've hit that point in our lives where these are the acts that play the Super Bowl and get us feeling good. Right. So I'm sure there's a kid out there that's watching the Super Bowl halftime show and doesn't understand why mom and dad lost their shit when Lil John comes out and starts doing yeah. And then when Luda came, that was that was my thing. I need an entire ludicrous halftime Super Bowl show. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> we had a listener, uh, yes, I'm a pirate on Twitter, made a very good point. Like what we need, if you're gonna go Luda, what we really need is a Timbaland produced Super Bowl show where you have all the people he's ever worked with come out and do the thing. And I'm like, you know what? That would actually be pretty good. And if you really want to throw people for a loop, 
you know, these collaborative type things can go in any sort of different directions, right? So I'm curious who the next person is going to be. It's not going to be Taylor Swift. It's not going to be like a Harry Styles. It's not going to be anybody that's at the peak of their powers today. I was going to say, can't we get a Drake halftime? Have we gotten one of those? We have not had one of those. But the thing about Drake, I don't think he's there yet either. It has. I don't think Drake's there, man. Who has more songs right now than Drake? No, but what I'm getting at is <laughs> that Drake is not considered a nostalgia act, oh, number oh, one. No, he's not. Also, I would ask you this about Drake. Does Drake have enough crossover hits that it would work for a Super Bowl? That's my question. Crossover. Crossover hits. I'm not saying Drake isn't popular. I'm not right. saying he doesn't have broad appeal. I'm simply asking when I ask you, like Usher did 13 minutes. 13 minutes of a show and about 75% of those songs were recognizable radio hits. Yeah. Okay. Recognizable radio hits. Does Drake have enough in a 13 minute span to give you recognizable radio hits? Maybe not radio, but every youth that I've encountered loves Drake. I agree. But he's to your point. That would not be nostalgia. We would want to see Drake in 2030. Exactly. So Caleb is 15. He's going to be 16 in April. So he needs Drake to do the nostalgia thing in 2034. Yes. God. That's what that, that's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. That's when they would hit that point. I mean, dude, we're so old that the biggest commercial thing that I took away was wait a minute, they're rebooting Twister. That was a big pop in the room for that. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Twisters is like alien and aliens. It's a it sequel. Is it a reboot? What is it? It wasn't Twister two <laughs> electric, the blue. electric tornado. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. What, what I would love to see though, is an emo punk Super Bowl halftime show or, or what, what crossover would that be? <laughs> Weezer. Oh, Weezer might be at that point. You want to talk about the Utes losing their minds. Weezer might be the one because they're kind of a meme band now. So maybe that would be the case. But I'm really at a loss as to who the next Super Bowl halftime show is going to be because it can't be any one of these big recognizable artists today. Hmm. They had to be about 15 to 20 years removed from the peak of their powers and not producing hits at this point because Drake is still doing that. Taylor Swift is still doing that. This is where like Nirvana being dead hurts. Yeah. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam would never do it. Couldn't do it. And that's, that's Foo the, Fighters? That's the other problem. Ooh. Foo Fighters? You might have just hit it. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters might be it. Because that's enough recognizable hits yeah. that they could come out and do that. So I like where your head's at. I, I like, can, I, can I ask you a question before you hit the moving on? Yeah. If the Foo Fighters do a halftime, would he do a Nirvana song? No. Damn. Wouldn't have to. No, I know, but you wouldn't do it. You know. Now, they're not, they're not coming out there doing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Not happening. <laughs> Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online, myhtr.com. I know interest rates are getting a lot of discussion right now because they're coming back down ever so slightly, which means interest in going and buying a home is. Uh, cresting, you want to get ahead of the frenzy, myhtr.com. Yeah. Um, listen, beat the rush and put yourself in, a, in the right position to make sure that next school year you're in the home that you want to be in. 
Best way to do that is go to myhtr.com. You could buy, sell, calculate, get in on that new construction. Six locations from here to the coast, more than 250 agents. They can take care of all of your home buying and selling needs. at myhtr.com. And if you buy a house, you sell a house, you got that closing, Whitaker and Hamer can help you out. Check them out online. Wh.lawyer, attorneys and counselors at law. Uh, you need contracts. You've got a stray parking ticket or some sort of moving violation. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was just parking. I actually just paid the parking ticket today. Those. I actually just paid my parking ticket. <laughs> so check them out. Wh.lawyer. And as we mentioned, it's we're about a month away from the start of the ACC tournament. You want to get your throwback stuff. We're like, in, it's officially or unofficially the start of college basketball for a lot of folks today. Yeah. For a lot of folks today. Yeah. So head on over to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23 to save 15% off your order. I know I've got, I've got a new home field hoodie arriving this week. Very excited about that. A lot of folks have been sending us photos of the stuff that they've picked up. I was going to say the Carolina collection really is off the charts. And if you're, if you're a UNC fan, go to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. You could save 15%. Next topic, please. We're going to spend a lot more time talking ACC hoops tomorrow. I mean, obviously, day after the Super Bowl is going to dominate most of our conversation. Uh, and we're not quite ready to do the entirely way too early Super Bowl favorites for next year. Well, you already got one. Well, I mean, yes, it's the, it's the Chiefs. What else are you going to do? And I'm not quite ready to drop a mock draft. We're not quite there in mock draft season yet. All right. Not quite. Well, like I, I mean, it would be different if the Panthers did have pick one, one, <laughs> which they should have, but I get like, you. I got you. Like Schefter, Schefter over the weekend tried to drop a doozy about the Chicago bears and what they're going to do. Like the entire possibility of them still drafting a quarterback and keeping Justin Fields. on. But I don't, I don't necessarily hate that idea. You know, this idea that you have to draft a quarterback and throw them right, right out there. I mean, the guy who just won the Super Bowl was not thrust into the starters role that first season. All right. They walked them up to it. Not the worst idea for these guys. Not, not everybody's instant goat. Just add water. And next thing you know, they're the next best thing. But yeah, mock draft season is about to take over in full effect. And yeah, to your point with the Carolina Panthers, it's going to be kind of a sleepy draft for the Carolina Panthers since what they had to do to get Bryce Young last year. So yeah, it's like the unofficial start for ACC hoops. And this weekend, was an interesting weekend where state loses to wake forest. Wake has positioned themselves as an NCAA tournament team with a golden opportunity tonight at Cameron indoor stadium. Duke Duke is funny to me, man, because Duke has reeled off wins. They're clearly a top 10 team, but when I watch them play, I don't see a team that has elevated to whatever that next gear is. I haven't seen it yet. We saw it eventually late last year. I don't know if they're capable of doing it this year, but something that's weird. You credit, man, you won, but I don't know how much I'm taking away over some slogs over Notre Dame and Boston college. I think tonight is much more of an interesting tell for where Duke is just like it's going to be an interesting tell for wake forest and how, now that that roster is complete and they're getting some wins under their belt and they're feeling confident, Wake is turning on to that team that I know you liked at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Here's the thing about the ACC last week. Mm-hmm. Seven of the games were decided by four points or less. 
that included 11 different teams. That included Carolina at the top, and that included Notre Dame and Louisville at the bottom. Notre Dame knocking off Virginia Tech. Yeah. So to go back to a question from a, a watcher, a viewer, why do you make the same points over and over again? <laughs> the difference between these teams is just minimal. Yeah. You know, the, the state weight game, it's tied up at 79. State gets a possession, doesn't score. Weight gets the ball back, runs a nice out of bounds, runs a nice out of bounds set. Car ends up with a basket. They win the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times it's what it's coming down to here. Uh, Carolina down in Miami, you get a lane violation. Like these are the yeah. little things that are kind of happening, but you know, for Carolina to go on the road and win there, that was a nice win for them. And, and Cadeau to kind of snap out of it. Andrew Carter wrote a nice story in the news observer about yeah. his shooting and how he's kind of handling this, this freshman season and we're going to talk to Andrew his growth. Him. And I think, you know, that was a great sign for them. Virginia going on the road and beating a ultra athletic Florida state team by scoring 80 points. My goodness gracious. Mm. Um, Settle down Virginia. I know. Don't, don't waste, all, mean, your, don't waste all your points. Now you're going to need them. They're starting to get there though, man. Yeah. And you know, you just look at it and I just think, I think some people, you know, good response to our conversation about NC state from last week. My, my, when I say about expectations, I'm not specifically talking about NC state Mm -hmm. as a, as a, when I say adjust your expectations, I think people have to watch college basketball and uh, adjust. They have to watch college basketball and adjust their expectations for what college basketball is now. Sure. What we saw last week in the ACC is what you're seeing across all of college basketball. Mm -hmm. The difference between these teams is just not that big. And it ultimately comes down to who can execute at the end of games, who can get baskets, who can make the shots, who can get stops. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my whole point about what you're watching in college basketball. That's why I have to be careful in how I talk about Duke, because again, I don't disagree with your overall point, but I know that there's a talent difference between some of these squads, right? Especially when it comes to Carolina and Duke. Sure. And Duke uh, for as veteran of a group, as they might be the way that they've gone about this has been uninspiring. I I can't, I have to find, maybe I'll spend this afternoon looking at a thesaurus to find a better word to describe Duke. I mean, and I I don't know. And they might shut me up by a a really great performance tonight against Wake Forest. I mean, I don't know. Let's do the thing that we hate that other people do. Okay. And that is now you've been to like pretty much every Duke home game for the most part. Yeah. Right. Since that Hofstra game. It's the Hofstra game. Right? Never forget that Hofstra so, game. I'm saying this as a way of like most people who follow college basketball open up their Ken Palm page. Oh, yeah. And go, oh, Duke's won 13 of 15 games. Right. Here are their two losses. They lost at home to a pit team that shot out of its brain. Yeah. Blake from the three point Blake line Hinson was on one by four points. Yes. And they lost at Carolina in a game where they decided not to play defense in the first half. Mm-hmm. They're, I, I they know won that's what I'm 13 saying. of 15 without watching them. I'm, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I do not. I do not watch that much Duke basketball. I don't. I watch, I watch, way, I watch way too much I, Duke basketball. No, you do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just pointing out. I yeah. don't really watch them. I watched the second half of the Clemson game. Yeah. I watched most of the Virginia tech game. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I watched the first half of the Carolina game. Okay. Honestly. The rest of it, mm-hmm. I have not watched them. What did you do in the second half of that game? Um, oh, you you were at you were at state. 
I was text. at state, so I I sat upstairs and watched it the first half. That's right on the computer, and then I yeah. went downstairs and watched the end of the state game. Yeah, against Georgia Tech. So for me, I'll do what the national people do. You I'll open it. the Ken Palm page. I'll just go. Well, they've won 13 and 15. And if I really wanted to get crazy, I could go to the Bart Torvik page mm -hmm. and look at what their efficiencies have been mm -hmm. in those, in these past 15 games. And I bet you their efficiencies are pretty good. They're not bad. Um, Duke comes down to Proctor. It, that's what Duke comes down to. Yeah. He came on at the end of last year. They don't have lively. They don't have a commensurate part for lively. No. So this team in order for it to have success needs to shoot well. And we can stop with, you know, what was, what was the guy's name? He actually made it in the NBA last week and I, my brain exploded MVS style, Matthew hurt. Yeah. Remember the year Matthew hurts year at Duke. No one does. Of course not. But they were positioning him as... was trying to tell you he was Christian Leitner. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting here going, you are insulting one of the three best players in the history of this league by comparing Matthew him to Matthew hurt. So, you know, Filipowski is a good player. Okay. He, he had major surgery on his hips last year mm -hmm. and he is, he's just kind of fighting through it. But for Duke to make any noise, to make this thing work, which we'll all forget about, by the way, as, as you've taught me during the regular season, when the chiefs are tripping over their dick at home and, and crying to the official because of one penalty in the mm -hmm. history of the world called against them mm -hmm. when they get hot, and you're going to go, well, what was wrong with Duke during the regular Nothing season? Nothing was wrong with But that. it has to be Roach. It has to be Proctor. It has to be Filipowski. It has to be McCain. Those guys, they have to get hot and shoot the basketball. This is not rocket it's surgery. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's the same thing with Carolina as well, right? Carolina. Now, Carolina has a different element because they can defend. They can defend, and you're seeing... I think they, they, they can defend, and they have one guy who can pull pull them to a win in Davis. The only thing that's been, the only thing new that we've learned about Carolina is they've, again, you, you just look at the results and people are focused on, oh, well, you lost to Georgia Tech. I'm like, hey, you missed your free throws. It's like, well, we, oh, like guy we, made a circus shot to beat you. Florida, <laughs> UNC misses a bunch of free throws and then yes, guy makes a circus shot and RJ Davis can't, right? Yeah. And then you've got the Clemson game, which of course that's a sleepy hangover game after you beat Duke, whatever. I'm also, not gonna get by to the it. way, Clemson's really good. good on offense. They are good. So the Miami game is a place that has given North Carolina going to Miami, you know, just like the hurricanes come here for football and it's like a house of horrors or Keenan. Well, going to Miami is not a great spot for the Tar Heels, but there's another issue that I think that has been exposed by North Carolina when exposes too harsh of a word. If you're worried about UNC, I think Seth Trimble being hurt and missing the last two games shows you that they're not as deep as you might have been optimistic about right Trimble's come along he has given them quality minutes every time if could if Cadeau's not necessarily working out Seth Trimble can go in there he gives them a different defensive look and if that's your calling card you need one of your better defender defenders in the rotation to keep things going I totally get that but with Carolina my thing about Carolina and why I'm probably more optimistic about them than you than Duke is because of Elliot Cadeau and whether or not he's continuing to unlock that offensive part of his game. Because the three is there for him. It's just not been a thing that he has consistently done. It's, but you can see it. And if he can just unlock it and gets more consistent, more confident, then you really start to like North Carolina's sure. NCAA tournament chances. But they still have time to figure that out. 
They yes. still have that. They still have time to figure that out. They they don't. They play in two weeks. They play at Virginia on yep. the twenty fourth. That'll be another one of those bellwethers for them. Even if they lose there, well, speaking of making shots, I mean, that's NC State's biggest problem is that offensively they're just the like, key guys are oh. just continuing to go through slumps, including Casey Morsell. Yeah, Morsell and Jaden Taylor are. You know, it, this is a team for better or worse. It's not going to change, and maybe. You know, you could sit here and wish and hope that the roster was different, but it's not. It is what it is. Yep. And those guys have to play. And again, it was 79-79. Like, <laughs> they have a possession. They get the ball to DJ Burns. He misses the shot. Wake gets the ball. They make a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not sitting here saying don't be state specifically. I'm not sitting here saying, like, you know, um, don't have expectations for your team. Well, what I'm saying is you have to look at college basketball and what the reality of it is right now. And just to close on my deeks, Wake reminds me a lot of Miami last year. They really do. You got the pieces. They really do. They Their got guards the are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they're not a great defensive team. They are not. They're, they that's, they that's been, struggle. That has been they, a thing for Steve not. Forbes since they're, he's gotten here is that defensively you don't <laughs> trust them. But Boy, yeah, Steve was one of those guys who worked with Bruce Pearl and you're like, are you, are you sure you work with Bruce? <laughs> Your team does not play anything like his, his teams normally do. But man, they can shoot the piss out of the basketball. I can. And I love their guards. Big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Jillia. New location, Lake Boone Shopping Plaza. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun there a couple of weeks ago when we did the live show. Uh, where you can get the hot dogs to eat there, mm-hmm. like on the sandwich menu. Yeah, you can't at the home base. Yeah, they got like so a that was a nice. On, they got a full on kitchen at that Lake Boone spot. Yeah, it's nice. It, they did a really good job, Kenneth and his crew. They do mm-hmm. such a great job, and the highest the quality of meats, the signature steak tips, the wings, the hot dogs, the sandwiches, all seriously. This is one of those things where you just need to go. And then when you go, you're going to send us a tweet like, oh, those guys, they're not lying to you. Costanza. Costanza. Big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Bundle and save. As we talked about last week with the new era of bundling when it comes to television. Well, hey, Mosquito (laughs) Authority, Pest Authority has been on it. He's back to bundling, baby. It's so hot right now. Go to bugsbite.com, bundle and save, please. Uh, because we just had the spring of deception sort of weekend. It's we, right around the did. corner, man. We it's did. right I, around the and corner. And I hate that because that weather change always gets me. I know. I'm in the same boat as you. And the allergies are going to start. I, I see the weather change. Say you're, you're, and I you're, start going, you're almost a neti pot season. Oh, I was at Costco yesterday and I bought the big knockoff Claritin. The okay. Kirkland brand yeah. Claritin, smart, which is like eleven bucks compared to the fifty bucks. Sure. And then I bought the uh, the two neti pot squeezies because I gotta I gotta get the new one. So it's about to be. I don't know. Maybe there's ASMR for me doing neti <laughs> stuff on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> You're right, Joe. There is something out there for everybody. Maybe there's somebody out there that wants to watch me do a neti pot. Hey, look, where's the 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 navage? Have you you've seen that thing? That machine, Navage. the machine on the don't run. Yeah, don't you want me? <laughs> Not quite the same. <laughs>
<laughs> not quite the same. Not quite the same. But yeah, doo, 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 doo. I'm just waiting for a Navaj endorsement. Stick that machine up my nose, get that thing going, and I will do it to pure moods. Yes. My singing is the best. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe. Uh, this is from YouTube. It's in relation to what we talked about last week with NC State. Uh, from Jay Clements, as it relates to the Wolfpack, I think what Jillio is saying is that the era of college basketball has changed to where you are no longer building programs or need to fire a coach with the hope of hiring a program builder. State's issue this year issues this year are not a product of bad coaching. It's a product of not hitting right in the portal and roster management. UNC went through this last year. State could very well be a bona fide NCAA team next year with a set of players that's on nobody's radar right now because of the portal. Duke and UNC could be on the other side of this thing next year. It's today's college basketball. It's a year-to-year proposition with all these schools. Uh, uh, Jay, that's that's a great comment. And if you're listening today, please send me an email and I will get you something because that's exactly what I was trying. That was exactly the point I was trying to make. You want to send them a new Breaking Tea t-shirt? Yeah, we'll do that. Email us. We'll make that happen. The OG goes digital at gmail.com. Uh, from Zach, I don't need every year to be like last year for NC State basketball, but I would like to have more highs than lows. Last year had some great highs home win versus Duke, UNC, VT, and the AT- ACC tournament come to mind. This year, there hasn't been that much to get excited for. Sure, we have a decent record in the ACC, but we lost that big ticket at a conference game. ACC Slate Games doesn't feel great when we know the NCAA tournament is only going to take three-ish ACC teams. And eh, it's going to be about five. I just want something to be excited about as an NC State fan. In football, we have that. If Paul McNeil gets to campus next year, maybe he'll be like that, that dynamic player that Baby T was or Jarkel Joyner that we've been missing for a while, not to throw a horn under the bus. He's been pretty solid this year. Another great point there. By Zach, I, I I think he's right. We we've talked about this actually in football, where you need the moment where you want to smoke a cigarette after a game. You want to have that one big moment. And hoops, you know, this year's been a challenge. Well, let's just be honest. You you say it's over for the pack. I'm not ready to say that until uh, until Saturday. Uh, you're projecting is what I'm saying. You're saying they're not going to be win at Clemson. They're not going to beat Duke at the end of the year. I, I would just say this last year, last year, NC state made the NCAA tournament, right? They, they, that included a loss to wake for I mean, excuse me, that included a loss to Pitt at home. So the Pitt home loss doesn't bother me. I will say this to you. Remember Clemson? Last year, yeah. Remember they beat NC State three times. Yeah. I remember in two of them they absolutely annihilated oh, NC them. State. Hammered them. Did Clemson make the NCAA tournament last year? They did not. They did not because you don't get credit. Like so, State what they needed to do was beat Wake Forest at home. They did. Mm-hmm. On Selection Sunday, if Wake if State finishes the year the way that I think they could, mm-hmm. they're not going to make the tournament because oh, well here they, they you get extra credit for beating Wake twice. No, same thing with the win over Virginia. Winning at Virginia, while would have been nice, they still have a win over Virginia. Sure. Ultimately, what this season comes down to for State, they need to beat Clemson on Saturday. They need to split the other games, and they have to beat Duke at home. If they do those, two, if they do those things, yeah, they could still make the NCAA tournament. Right now, Ken Palm hasn't projected 18 and 13, 10 and 10 in conference. That's not good enough to make the NCAA tournament. Right. But what I'm saying though is. And I'm sure he's projecting them to lose to Clemson. I, I'm not projecting they're going to win it. Yeah, the two wins are Syracuse and Boston. Yeah, College. and he's got to lose to Duke too. That's what I'm saying. 
it comes down to at the end of the year, mm -hmm. the things that are helping them are actually Wake Forest winning and Virginia winning. Yeah, those because you want to get to the end of the year uh -huh. and have wins over the teams who are going to make the NCAA tournament. I think Clemson is going to make the NCAA tournament too. I'm not projecting them to win those games. I'm saying to you, they have a path to the tournament still. I agree with you that they have a path. Where I think you and I disagree is that I don't think they have the roster to do it. That's fair. I think that's where you and I right. split. Um, but we'll see. Um, they, <laughs> hey, man, just win some basketball games. It's that simple, right? Hey, just just cover Nicole Harmon. What, what's the big deal? Just chase Patrick Mahomes. If only they if, had Tyreek Hill. If only Kevin Keats had Tyreek Hill, they'd be making the NCAA tournament. We'll see you all tomorrow. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.